So this is, I guess, our bi-monthly update from Streets for All with Michael Schneider. Hey, Nick. Hey. So yeah, let's talk about the election. Uh, Streets for All endorsed 16 candidates in the city of Los Angeles, Burbank, South Pasadena, Santa Monica, Culver City, Downey, as well as LA County, State Assembly, and Congress. And we had seven wins, uh, which is pretty exciting. So almost half of candidates we endorsed one. And by far, what I find most exciting is that Nithya Raman's victory over David Rue isn't just a win for the bike community because we're gonna be able to get a lot of safety improvements within Council District 4. It is a political earthquake <clears throat> in the city of Los Angeles because this is the first time a city election, first time in over 100 years, I should say, a city election was synced up with a federal election. And the turnout was about 4X what it normally is. And so the result is you have guys like a Paul Koretz, for example, that for years has won in a district that has a quarter million people. He's probably gotten, I don't know, 10,000 votes or 15,000 votes or something like that. He's um, the, uh, which number is Paul? Uh, council District 5. Um, but he's just an example. These council members, John Lee is probably the best example, Deep Valley. Um, he, he got thousands of votes. And, and that is not representative of a council district, but it's just who paid attention, who actually voted. And so now when the whole council district is paying attention because they're voting for the federal election, a lot more people come out. And the audience is a lot more mixed and a lot more progressive. It's not just wealthier homeowners that are making uh, decisions for our city. And so to have uh, someone like Nithya win, who is so fantastically progressive on everything, including uh, bike lanes and bus lanes and taking LA into the future, it, it's got to send a message to people like a Paul Koretz or anyone like, like David Rue for sure sent a message where they think they can ignore the mobility plan, ignore improving safety in their districts, only cater to people that drive cars. And that's good politics. And that's what's going to get them the votes they need. And it's not true anymore. Nithya approved it's not true. So I'm well, so excited that she's on the city council. So yeah, I mean, we I'm used to losing, you know, in every single a lot of us are <laughs> in this regard. We, yeah, but everyone <clears throat> I, I guess I just have no sense of like of of what is liable to happen because I'm every time I'm like this is this is it. But anyway, so this is it. I think this is it, but I think this is also the start of a different kind of politics in Los Angeles. That sync up with federal elections wasn't a one-off. 2022 will be that way, 2024, et cetera. And so many more people will participate in our local elections uh, from here on out. And that means that progressive candidates can win. And it shows that progressive ideas are, are a winning platform in Los Angeles. And sure, how we use street space and, and how we get around town is part of that progressive platform. Did we just sync these up, the elections? Is that a- This is the first time, yes. But did, was that a measure or something? Yes, uh, it's a measure that passed, I don't maybe four years ago or something. It's another reason why some council members got an extra year because they wanted to sync everything up, but now we're synced. 
So it will always be synced up with uh, midterms or presidential elections. So I think we're going to have, we are going to have Nithya on next Friday again, and we'll talk to her. What you're doing some interesting uh, happy hours, you're calling them with, who, who have you done so far? Uh, we had Salida Reynolds on, on our first one. We had Adele, who's a general manager of Streets LA on the second one. Uh, this month, we have two of the co-founders of Ciclavia, Adonia Lugo and Aaron Paley. Mm -hmm. And uh, we haven't announced next month yet, but it's going to be exciting. And it will be, it's not Nithya, but it will be synced up with Nithya. It'll be synced up with Nithya. It's somebody that's worked closely with, with Nithya on the campaign. Uh, and who's in the, the, DO, the LADOT or just? No, it's not somebody that's in the city. Transportation it's just, person? It's, it's somebody who fights the same fights that we do and was instrumental in helping her win. What are their initials? <laughs> well, we're going to announce it soon. It's not a huge okay. secret. But. Uh, but so when do you do these happy hours regularly? Yeah, so uh, we started a couple months ago. We're going to do it monthly. Um, the initial idea was to give people an update, sort of the state of transportation, active transportation in Los Angeles and what's coming up and what do we need to be aware of and have a special guest. And it was designed initially to be more of a sort of a workshop or working conversation with the audience. But Salida, um, people had so many questions for Salida and she was on a roll answering them that we kind of just kept that and we got rid of the audience participation because we ran out of time. Same thing happened with Adele. So we'll see how it goes. But right now the, we spend about 10 or 15 minutes giving people an update on what's going on. And then about 20 minutes doing curated Q&A with our special guest. And then the rest is for audience questions. Anybody can ask anything. So you've had good attendance? Yeah, we've, we've gotten 50, 60 people each time, something like that. So yeah, so Streets for All is uh, buzzing along and uh, you've, you're working on slow streets too. Yeah, Slow Streets had a big week this week. Um, I don't know if everyone was following it, but two weeks ago, the Transportation Committee passed a motion from DOT to reallocate $800,000 from open streets funding, things like Ciclavia that aren't happening right now, to Slow Streets. And unfortunately, DOT ran out of money to support new Slow Streets, which I hope that changes soon. But they wanted to improve existing slow streets. If you have been on a slow street or you live in an area that has them, you know that these flimsy A-frames with paper signs, uh, they certainly don't last dri drivers that try to hit them or accidentally hit them. Wind knocks them down. If it starts raining, that's gonna be a problem. These, these things weren't designed to last for more than a few months. And so our volunteers, at least in Mid-City West, are exhausted having to reset these things every day. And so this motion is really exciting. Passed out a transportation committee two weeks ago, and then the full city council passed it out two days ago on Wednesday. And so it's been approved now, and DOT can officially use this money. And from what I've heard, it's going to go in before the end of the year. And it's going to be metal posts, metal signs, could be other treatments, proper infrastructure, slowing down cars on slow streets. But we, I think mean, that's great, because I have slow streets in my neighborhood. Uh, but we don't have many neighborhoods that have them, right? Because 
It was only like 30 out of how many that applied, something like that, right? Yeah, th th there's definitely a huge backlog. Um, we, we have a map. If you go to streetsforall.org and click on slow streets, you can see a map of all of them. Um, I think there's about 40 implementations, and I think there's probably at least that, if not more, that would be approved if they had more money. When we say this number, you said 40? I think it's approximately 40. That's the number of neighborhoods? Yes. Neighborhood councils that have them? Not just neighborhood councils, they can be sponsored by any local neighborhood group, but the number of neighborhoods in Los Angeles. But, but it's the neighborhood as defined by the neighborhood council, neighborhood district area. Kind of, but um, Wilshire Center Koreatown, for example, has two different sponsors for their slow streets. Oh. Um, they're, they're, you don't, you're not limited to just one sponsor, um, but I think DOT did try to spread the love around town. So in general, it's one slow streets implementation per neighborhood council. Per neighborhood. Per neighborhood council boundary. Then there's only, there's only 99, right? So that's almost half. And then you're yeah. saying 40 more have asked? I think there's at least 40. So many more have asked. There's hundreds of applications, but some of them came, you know, people don't always know where the city of Los Angeles ends and begins. So some of them came from outside the city of Los Angeles, which obviously LADOT wouldn't do. Um, some of them didn't qualify. Some of them are on major commercial corridors or collector streets or other things that, that would disqualify them. So there's all that criteria, um, but I would say there's probably at least 40 or 50 slow streets that could be implemented that would qualify out of the hundreds that are waiting if they had the funding. So that's three things you've been working on. That's the elections, the slow streets, and the uh, happy hours. You're also working on getting the city to implement its mobility plan when it repaves streets, would you say? Is that? Yeah, that is an ongoing thing that we're always going to be working on. And we had an interesting conversation with someone in the city today about how can we as a city change this from let's put a bike lane there just because it's opportunistic because they're repaving the street to how do we actually create a network? And what I think we need to do is we need to make a mobility plan opt out, not opt in. So by default, if you repave a street, you implement the plan. And if they do want to opt out, there has to be a really good reason why. Helping people get around in their SUV easier is not a good reason why. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think something like that uh, coming from the mayor's office or maybe even Metro um, approved by the city council could really make a big difference because right now the status quo is we're starting from scratch each and every time we're trying to do one corridor and that's just not sustainable. Yeah, I've thought that it's a shame that we fight for each piece of infrastructure separately instead of making it automatic. Um, and as we've talked about, there's a, already a mobility plan that we're just not doing. Yeah. We're Are also, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. Um, we're also really active and ramping up on neighborhood councils. Not everybody knows what a neighborhood council is, but there's 99 of them in Los Angeles. They are the most local form of government. They're technically part of the city of Los Angeles. And these are elected officials to represent your interests to approve or not approve things like land use, um, homelessness, uh, facilities, infrastructure, and bus and bike lanes. 
So it's really critical that we get allies on neighborhood councils. Some neighborhood councils like my own are fantastically progressive and some are the opposite. And so I think that we need to make a real effort to get like-minded people to run for neighborhood councils and to join slates and form groups of people that will run for neighborhood councils. So we've um, added a new section to our site for this. It tells you what a neighborhood council is. Um, it shows you the boundaries. It tells you important dates. And we also, there's a form you can fill out and we will connect you with someone who's like-minded within your neighborhood council district. So we'll, we'll play matchmaker. Wow. Um, but neighborhood council elections are coming up. The, the candidate filing periods and the very first um, districts that are up start in just a week. And they end um, at the end of the year for that first um, batch. And then they'll be rolling. And then elections start in March of next year. And they'll be rolling through, I think, about June or July. So we really got to get this right. Um, it's, it will be done by mail this time. Before, you used to have to go to vote in person. Now you don't. But you do have to request a ballot. It's not the same as the federal election, uh, even if you're opted in. And then you vote by mail. And two of the cool things that most people don't realize is you only have to be 16 to vote. So that's kind of cool. If you're 16 or 17, you don't usually get to vote for stuff. And you don't have to be a citizen. So non-citizens can run and non-citizens can vote. What about the age for running? The age for running is 18. However, um, there's a new thing with the De uh, Department of Neighborhood Empowerment um, that each neighborhood council can amend their bylaws and have one youth representative, which can be 16 or 17. Yeah, Department of Neighborhood Empowerment. I've, I've heard about them a few years ago. Stephen Box, I think, but he, I don't know if he's still with them, but he was a huge bike advocate and now he's with them and doing what you're describing just so trying to get people involved. Um, yeah, it's hard to get people to pay attention to this stuff, but it truly matters. I have pitched bike projects to neighborhood councils that have been overwhelmingly supportive and I've had the exact opposite experience too. And I'll put it this way for this audience. Bike lane projects often begin or end at a neighborhood council. Hmm. So we got to get allies on there. Interesting. And, uh, you know, I'm just remembering that um, when you started out, uh, I guess, I don't know if you started out in LA or if you started out in your bike advocacy work, you met with everybody that you could identify as being involved in bike advocacy, right? I did. What were your findings? What'd you learn from that? What'd you take away? My findings were that a lot of people were doing a lot of good work, but it wasn't really working. We weren't progressing quickly enough in Los Angeles. And the reason I started Streets for All is I felt that the city had a gap and we needed an organization with political teeth, an organization that could raise money and spend money on behalf of candidates running for city council. And we didn't have that. Everyone was a 501c3 or an all-volunteer org that, that wasn't uh, raising money like that. And um, we needed it. So that's why I started it. To give you some numbers, we've come a long way. We're only a little over a year old. Um, we've raised over $50,000 so far. And 
after Nithya won and we had these other election wins, uh, we raised thousands of dollars overnight and got a, over a dozen new volunteers. So there's a lot of good momentum, but we do things very leanly. We're an all volunteer steering committee and organization. And we sent 15,000 flyers to Sherman Oaks in support of Nithya. We text and phone banked to 12,000 CD4 voters. We created video ads that were seen over 50,000 times in the city. And no one organization is responsible for Nithya's when Nithya and her organization is responsible for it. But I'd like to say, I think we helped and I, I hope we did. And I want to apply that same machine and apparatus to future candidates in the city of Los Angeles and just in the region in general to help them win. So I learned that that really wasn't happening, but I felt it needed to happen um, a year ago. So now we really can accurately describe as the all-powerful bike lobby? Oh, totally, yeah. We're just uh, pulling strings of all our politicians from behind the scenes. There's bike lanes everywhere, didn't you know? Well, what do you expect now that Nithi is there? Good question. I think that she'll be far more interested in making streets and council district four safer. I think she'll be far more interested in our mobility plan. <clears throat> you can read her questionnaire answers on our website that were some of the best we've seen from a candidate. She's a former urban planner. But I also want to be careful. I don't want to ask Nithya to do too much too quickly. And all of a sudden she gets the same backlash that Mike Bonin got. And now even she's scared to support progressive road designs. Mm -hmm. So whatever the first project is that we ask her to consider, I wanna make sure it's one that is really worth it, that makes sense that I think about Sixth Street near LACMA that was killed a few years ago by Rue that had the support of the neighborhood council, neighborhood associations, um, it filled a critical gap. It's not a hugely traffic street by cars. You have Wilshire Boulevard right there. I think that might be interesting, but there's a lot of stuff around CD4 that's interesting. And uh, I wanna set her up for success. So I think, I think we need to be thoughtful about it. But my expectation is that at the end of the day, we'll have a lot more bike infrastructure in CD4. <laughs> and the city council, the makeup has changed. And you know, for the things that have to do with not just CD4, there's gonna be more support for, uh, for better ideas. I think so. Mike Bonin has a buddy now, Mike which is always good. Is it yeah. just two now for what we call progressives? Uh, Kerkorian's been okay sometimes. Uh, O'Farrell's been okay sometimes. It's hard to say, but I would say for true progressives, it's, it's Nithya and it's Mike. And it's great that he has an ally on there now. I think he often maybe felt like he had all these ideas, but he was on an island and everyone else was over there. But now there'll be two of them. And man, in 2022, Coretz is termed out. Uh, we're going to do what we can to make sure he's not our controller. I don't think he's the right controller for the city. But we want to make sure that whoever goes into CD5 is, shares the values. And there's a lot of good progressive candidates that are running. Um, Scott Epstein announced that he's running. He's the current chair of Mid-City West. Right. Uh, that's, that's exciting. He would be fantastic for this cause. 
And there's other people that are running that I think would be very good too. And so um, we need to make sure in 2022, we continue the momentum that we now have with, with Nithian. Now, speaking of your council, neighborhood council, Mid-City West? Yeah. Are you still on the, tra- you're still on it. I'm on it and I chair our transportation committee. Right, uh, and that's a big committee, right? Uh, the committee is eight of us, I wanna say, seven or eight. Or, or, or is your neighborhood council big? Or you have a lot. <laughs> we, have, we have the largest board of any neighborhood council in the city, I think we're 35 people. Why is, why is it so big? Um, that happened before my time, but it makes for lively debate around issues. <laughs> wow. But you've also got a lot of, again, to use that word, progressives. <clears throat> I ran on, I'd never heard of what neighborhood, I'd never heard of the word neighborhood council up until two years ago. So when I ran, I, I didn't know much. Um, and I ran on what we call the progressive slate. And we put our values forward, which included progressive transportation, but uh, on other issues too. And 32 out of the 35 people on our slate won. So we all came into office together and, you know, people have come and gone, but in general, the, it's one of the most progressive boards in the city of any neighborhood council. And so are there neighborhood councils that are more or less influential? Well, I'd say there's neighborhood councils that are more or less functional. <laughs> Some neighborhood councils exist to just say no to ideas. Some neighborhood councils have trouble meeting quorum and therefore can't meet. Um, and some neighborhood councils exist to try to be super active and change the neighborhood for the better and not just, not just be naysayers. So I'd put us into that category. Well, speaking of that, can you go over what happened with that leader of that group that was one of those groups that has a, a name that implies that they're trying to uh, help things function, but they're actually trying to keep thing keep the status quo on the streets and go on. Am I allowed to am I allowed to curse on your program or is it public radio and we can't say that say about it? I enough? thought you were being you were too diplomatic to curse when you said Coretz may not be the right controller for our city. But go ahead. So fix the city or known in our circles as fuck the city. Um, the one of the co-founders, Jim O'Sullivan, who uh, they've sued the city so many times. They try to stop progressive housing projects, and they certainly try to stop every single bike lane the city tries to implement. He got a settlement with the city that I find to be totally improper um, related to our mobility plan. And he touts this thing all over town as if it is God's will and don't you dare mess with God. He just, you know, he attaches it to every email he sends. It's very threatening, et cetera. <clears throat> he was also president of the Miracle Mile Residents Association. Nithya Raman, who at the time was a candidate in the runoff in June or July of this year, asked for permission to speak to the Miracle Mile Residents Association. That's in Council District 4. He said no. When somebody I know asked him, why won't you let Nithya speak? He said, oh, she's not going to win anyway. And, and he is very close with David Rue. We, we released a video on this that I think showed how close he is to David Rue. He served on his transition committee in 2015. He worked with Rue to create a very confusing survey to kill the 6th Street bike lane. He tried to do the same thing on Rowena until people we know fought with Keep Rowena Safe and won. 
And he's just generally poisonous for moving the city forward. Well, Nithya won and elections have consequences. And he wrote this email saying elections have consequences, including this one. And I think the Miracle Mile is headed for trouble now with Nithya in. And I don't have the energy to fight a new city council member. So I'm resigning. And he, he not only stepped down from the board, he was president of the board, he also just dropped his membership completely. Like he's not even in uh, MMR anymore. So he still has fixed the city and he still has this money that he's gotten inappropriately. Um, I don't know, I'm sure you know that story where fix the city's money came from. You mm -hmm. don't. Well, <clears throat> the short version is uh, about 10 years ago, Century City Mall wanted to expand and they went to the local HOA and said, we want to expand. And local uh, Mike Eveloff was the president of the HOA at the time, name you might know. And uh, he said, okay, we'll support it, but we want $3 million for improvements in and around Century City. And so Westfield wrote a check. Instead of using that money to improve Century City, Eveloff uh, co-founded Fix the City with Jim O'Sullivan and transferred the money to Fix the City. And wow. they obviously are active all over town and have nothing to do with Century City, really. So there's a lawsuit from the HOA now against them trying to claw the money back. They'll probably win eventually. But in the meantime, he's just been so destructive and damaging to the city. Yeah. So. so Somebody pointed out that we have sort of these um, equivalents to the, to the big elections uh, locally that, you know, that uh, it, it, sound, it sounds like we've got these little Trump, Trumps in town. We have people that deploy similar playbooks to get what they want and know how to use the system to their advantage. And it is just uh, so destructive. But I'm very heartened that Nithya winning, she's not even in office yet, has reverberated and uh, at least in that part of town. I mean, there was, an, there was a movement to put slow streets on 8th Street. He nixed it. I was very early stages inquiring with CD4 to see if we can get bike lanes on 8th Street. It's a very wide residential street. And he got wind of it and basically squashed it with Rue before we even uh, did anything. So it, he was, he's very poisonous for that part of town. And it's great that he's gone. So how's your mood? Um, I feel locally, I mean, I, I wish they'd call the presidential election already. I'd feel better. But locally, Nithya winning is just so exciting. First time in 17 years, an incumbent's lost. Um, the, only the third woman on a 15-person council and a true progressive. So I'm very, very optimistic that we can have more Nithyas in the future in different parts of LA. And that's extremely exciting. All right. And so we're going to have her on again next Friday. Well, thanks for talking. And uh, we'll talk to you maybe again in a couple, three weeks, something. Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks, Nick. Take care.